This is Stories of the Street. I'm Sachi. I'm Kelly. As we meet new people and discover new places around the world, we encounter countless stories that we feel need to be told. This is one of these stories. By the time you're listening to this, we have just landed in Nairobi, ready to embark on our field study in East Africa. This is the last episode of our first series of podcasts that we've recorded here in Montreal. It is the 13th of December and we have finished school and are ready to go home for the holidays. I'm leaving for the airport in one hour. Sachi has rented her pickup truck for Saturday to drive home. And in this podcast, we want to reflect on our semester and our podcasts that we've recorded so far and also just share some stories and anecdotes and talk about what we're going to do next with this platform. This project has really allowed us to meet new people and have conversations we probably wouldn't have had before because through it we've asked many questions that we wouldn't really have been incentivized to ask and it's, I think, made us very curious about the community we're in and the city we're in and we've also discovered in new places. Just one example is even when we wanted to do a photo series of our neighborhood, we just went into all these shops and places around us and started talking to the people working there and we kind of formed relationships that have lasted. And then every time we go to the Depano or like different stores around, we talk to the people there. And in general, this project has been really fulfilling in that sense that we feel like we're starting to build a community, but obviously it's just the beginning and there's more to come. So through the people we've interviewed, everyone had very different things to talk about, but it was really cool to just put a microphone in front of everyone and let them talk about whatever felt important to them or whatever they felt they wanted to share. Sots has been a very big part of our semester, I think. Our flatmates are starting to get kind of annoyed with it. So shout out to them. Especially Dan, he was so helpful. We're still using his pro mic from the original podcast with Z and Cuba. We are no longer on Michael's bed because though he fixed the hole, we have found a new room to record in that's more comfortable and better decorated because he still just has that one suitcase. It's been a really interesting experience for us living in a kolak, like with roommates. We hadn't done that before since we were in residences, like student residences last year. We live with Michael, who is from Australia, David and Dan, who are from Paris. And that's been really interesting in terms of, it's just been really fun in general and they've been really easygoing and really fun to live with. And it's interesting as well having a bilingual household, but it's also brought up some bigger questions and made us notice some cultural differences. We've had many debates, especially you and David. The angry uncles. It's really nice, like a lot of nights we'd just stay up really late talking about things like cultural appropriation that was a big one Dan came home on Halloween or the night before Halloween I think and asked if we thought it would be okay for someone to dress up as a geisha and that sparked an interesting debate and just at a lot of points we've really talked about different cultures and living in Canada and that's been super interesting We've also had some really fun moments together in this house I think my favorite is when we hosted Thanksgiving dinner I think we invited around 12 people over. We have a pretty small dining area, though a big table, but it still was pretty tight. We spent all day cooking and we had some mishaps with the gravy and the mashed potato. 
We still don't know how to make gravy, and we managed to turn some uncooked potatoes into a beautiful mashed potato. And I think since we added truffle oil, everyone loved it. We also, at Thanksgiving, tested this theory because someone who is supposed to live at this house somehow still gets his mail delivered here, and one of his packages had a bunch of towels and this game called Cheating Moth, which is as exciting as it sounds. So we always try to pull it out at the end of parties if we're hosting a party, and without fail, every time it makes everyone leave. So we did that at Thanksgiving, and within five minutes, everyone was gone. It's just the most boring game, and it's super complicated. Yeah, just once you start explaining the rules, that puts everyone off, and then <laughs> we lose all our guests. Sorry if you're a fan out there. We've had many arguments about the recycling situation in our house because some of our flatmates don't really recycle properly, and Sachi and I have always been trying to enforce correct sorting methods, <laughs> and we always get into arguments about this, and then during one argument, it came about that David, who had been taking out the recycling the whole time for over a month told us that he just puts the recycling in the regular garbage bin outside. After he was the most impassioned in the arguments against recycling, even though he knew it was just going in the same place anyway. So that was a cause of <laughs> more arguing. And then later on, we discovered that the best way to get the recycling recycled is to wait for the recycling truck to come, which is normally on a Wednesday evening at around 6 p.m. <laughs> and the first time this happened, we weren't sure what to do, but the recycling truck was right against our windows almost, and Sachi stared out the window for a good three minutes before reacting and saying, maybe we should take out the, <laughs> the recycling. And then for another three minutes, we all, it was me, you, and Michael in the room, and we all kind of ruminated if we should or if we shouldn't take it out to the truck. And then after five minutes, Michael was like, let's go. Like, <laughs> so we all put on our coats and took out all the recycling, which was, I think, the most effective procedure for our recycling and I probably the only time we actually recycled this semester which is bad but we'll work on that next year we would also at the beginning of the semester cook chili all the time and cook the same things all the time and I literally cannot stand if someone says the word chili anymore I I'm done so I think <laughs> next year we're gonna diversify our cooking because basically we're really creatures of habit, so whenever we find a good dish, we'll just make it over and over, and every time we'll sit down, eat a bite, and then really compliment ourselves on how great it is and tell everyone in the house how good of a job we did. So I think we gotta really mix it up next year with the food. Yeah, we do. It's been a fun experience, though, experimenting and having to do that. Even that time we went grocery shopping with our flatmate Michael, it was the week after Halloween, and we had these wigs lying around from this Halloween party we had been to. And Michael just decided to wear them to the supermarket. Or wear one and then we wore the other two. And it just looked very strange and out of place because it was past Halloween and we weren't dressed up in anything. And it was just us doing our food shopping with these ridiculous wigs on. Being unable to make any eye contact with any other customers at the store. Because we just couldn't keep a straight face looking at them. And neither could they. Yeah, it was just really the looks of pity on people's faces when they saw me. I was dying laughing. Michael was weirdly comfortable doing the whole thing, and he had on this luscious brown hair. 
Um, he looked ridiculous, and people were kind of looking at him, but he just pulled it off so well. Kelly and I, on the other hand, would literally look at the floor the whole time. So even we were trying to check out at the end, and this woman was in front of us putting her food, obviously, to check out. And Kelly and I just started putting our groceries on because we were just all, yeah, we just wanted to get out because the deal was we couldn't take the wigs off until we were out the door. So we would just like look from the cart to the, what's it called? We would just look from the cart to the belt and just like move our food. And the lady was clearly trying to say something, but it wasn't that loud. And she just seemed kind of confused. So we just kept going. But she was trying to tell us the whole time that she was not done putting her food on the belt. And she was getting so worked up and anxious because we were like looking like crazed maniacs trying to put our food on the belt as fast as possible. So we felt so bad and then started helping her and she didn't really know what to say. Yeah, that was funny. I've just noticed now um, another thing that I was going to talk about is that I say a bunch of things that I never used to say before. I just said grocery store. I would never have said that before. I think I spent so much time with Sachi and other people from America that I've started picking up their words and slang, but I keep saying zucchini and grocery store, and I don't know what to make of my accent anymore. We were also running really late for one of Steph's concerts once, and we got a frozen pizza to make, and we just made it, and um, David and Dan were just sitting at the table, minding their own business, and we were, like, so in a rush that we, Kelly was just like, let's, we gotta go, we gotta go, let's just sandwich it. So we sandwiched the pizza, but David and Dan find that so weird, because I think in English we turn a lot of nouns into verbs. So sandwich, I was like, yeah, okay, let's sandwich it and go. <laughs> but they were really surprised. So a lot of our conversations have been around like different ways of speaking because obviously with Michael, he has a totally different way of speaking as well. So Kelly coming from maybe European English, I'm from the US and Michael's from Australia. That's been really funny as well as David and Dan are teaching the house about how to speak in colloquial Parisian French. Yeah, that's been really interesting for me because I am French, but I've never grown up in France and most of my friends growing up were English speaking. So this is the first time I'm really spending a lot of time with French people my own age and they use so much slang that I'd never heard before and they've literally sat me down for um, 30 minutes at a time trying to explain certain expressions to me in certain words and now I actually understand their conversations. <laughs> We've also had, it's just been interesting living with others and sharing the kitchen, having different eating habits and different routines. David and Dan, our flatmates, use Good Food, which is a service that delivers ingredients that are ready and like measured out for like your dinners. So every Sunday morning, they get this box of food delivered. And of course, because it's a Sunday morning, no one is up. Or if they are up, they're up to do something and are out of the house. So every time this box gets delivered, the doorbell rings, wakes me up. And then I wait around and listen to see if anyone is going to get the door and get the good food box. Normally, Sachi's up because she's a real morning person. But every time, it's me who ends up getting up reluctantly 
after several minutes waiting and going to pick up the good food box. This even happened once when I was in the shower, so I had to get out to go get this good food box. Yeah, I kind of felt bad that time. She stopped her shower, got out, she was like soaking wet in a towel, and she took the box from them and threw it in the living room because it's just this guy standing there like good food so that was one of the lows for me of living here i would say but obviously that's not that important just slightly annoying some worse things have happened especially when we got robbed so david's laptop was stolen which was not good um and kind of confirmed that we live in a sketchy neighborhood once Sachi and I were coming home and we have this alleyway next to our house and well first of all there are always rats in there second of all one time we were walking and we saw two people shoot heroin up their veins right in front of our friend (laughs) um we saw two people shooting heroin right in front of our front door and then we were chased home another time so For those of you who don't know, we live in Shaughnessy Village, which is a neighborhood that most people don't know is called that. It's not really referred to as Shaughnessy Village. We didn't even know it was called that. It's known really as the place between downtown and Westmount, but it's called Shaughnessy Village. So it's cool because it's downtown and it's very different to the rest of downtown and it's not like Westmount. Um, For those of you who aren't from Montreal, Westmount is very wealthy and residential a lot of older people and families live there. Anyway, Shaughnessy Village is much more diverse than the rest of Montreal. We have so many Japanese supermarkets, Indian restaurants, all kinds of Asian stores and restaurants. It's much more like a Chinatown than the real Chinatown in Montreal. Yeah, a lot of ethnic minorities have settled in Shaughnessy Village, and we have great supermarkets, great restaurants, good clubs, one club, (laughs) but have really come to love this neighborhood and have met so many great people who live here. We've also been in school this whole time, which is not something we really share on Stories of the Street. So we've been pretty busy with that. I think my econ class was, I had probably the most intense students at McGill all in one group. One of the guys went to the Apple store at 6 a.m. the morning of our presentation to get all the different types of dongles that may be necessary in order to connect the computer to the screen. And one of the girls signed up that guy for a public speaking class before our presentation in order for him to improve because he wasn't up to par. I've had some pretty hard classes for my class in political geography. One of the assessments was a group project which is very hard to describe, honestly. We were given data, census data for a country that doesn't exist, and we were given fake maps and all this information and made-up historical background, and we were told to form an electoral system and design a state structure for this made-up state. And then as we were doing the project, we realized that all the information we were given was centered around the TV show Avatar. So that was really weird for such a, an academic and serious paper. We had to write 12 pages about this and do a presentation and a poster, and it was worth a lot of our grade. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess it made it more fun, and it was very creative in a way, too. We've also never had a class together, and we took Swahili together this year, which was pretty fun. That class was in preparation for our field study semester that will be going on in the winter. This whole semester we've been preparing for it, so Sachi and I have, as she said, been taking Swahili class and learning the language that's spoken in the countries we're going to, so that's Kenya, Uganda, Tanzania, 
We've also had several meetings and gotten several vaccinations. I think I've had nine injections in two months. But now we're all set to go to East Africa. So we're going to these countries to conduct research with McGill professors around geography, biology, and issues in development. We're really excited to travel and explore places we've never been to before. We have been anticipating this trip so much and talking to people who've been to the area or from the area. And the research is really going to be applying what we're doing in our classes. And it's really central to what we're studying. So really, it's an exciting academic experience for us and just also exciting personally. We plan to podcast when we're in Africa, so the next series of podcasts will probably come out pretty irregularly, but we want to produce content when we're there because we know we're going to have some really interesting opportunities to interact with locals. We're staying in rural communities, especially in Uganda, and we'll be doing a lot of camping and we will be with the same group of people for four months straight, so I think we'll try to do some interviews And we'll be getting a lot of written stories down. And we'll definitely get some good photos, which we'll be posting on Instagram. Though we also won't have access to internet most of the time, so posts will also be irregular on there. We're not even allowed to take our laptops with us. We've been given these keyboards to connect to our phones and type our assignments. Yeah, also, we aren't really outdoorsy people, per se. So this is going to be quite an experience. A girl fainted at the last meeting at mention of all the parasites and mango flies and snakes that we're going to be encountering. We were also told to bring padlocks for our tents because we're staying on campsites by rainforests in Uganda where monkeys in previous years on this trip have opened the tents and gotten inside or opened backpacks too because they're really good with zippers. (laughs) So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, we're excited to share it. So this is the end of our semester and the end of this first series of podcasts before we go on to travel in East Africa. We hope that everyone has enjoyed these podcasts and has taken something positive from listening to them and thought about new things and learned more about living in Montreal and gotten an insight into how diverse and international it is and how experiences can differ in the city and how the language you speak and where you go to school and what you're doing forms your place in the city. And moreover, I just hope it's been an entertaining experience and enjoyable to listen to. We're excited to continue discovering new places and talking to more people. We're always open to feedback and criticism and ideas. If anyone wants to podcast with us, we're always down to do that. Just reach out to us, email us or DM us on Instagram. It's been really fun doing this project. That's it for today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. Also, SOTS doesn't just podcast. To see our written articles, photo projects, events, and everything else we're up to, check our Instagram at storiesots. I'm Sachi. I'm Kelly. See you later. Mm-hmm.